And we are recording. Recording in progress. Dude, everything's kind of glitching today. Is it just this Mac? I don't know. Everything is kind of... There's it fucking could be glitching. my internet. No, it's not you. No, it, it's been on my end all day. Everything's kind of fucked up today. Um, for everybody watching, Monday, April 3rd, 2023, 5, 12 p.m. Eastern time. What do you... Right, I think we got a delay. Um, with, uh, with Jake Barr, obviously your mom was on here uh, Thursday, and you and I were just talking beforehand about uh, the number of people I would kill to get this podcast going, and not not metaphorically, actual bodies I would stack to get this show, get this podcast <laughs> off the ground. I don't know how many I would kill. I would absolutely, if I had a clone of myself, I would absolutely kill a clone if, if I could get yeah. viral. Um, of yourself? Oh, yeah, like we talked about. Yeah, I know, because I, I don't want to actually kill myself on stream, but I'm not above killing someone else on stream. Well, I mean, those there's a woman that shot her husband, like I think it was like a week and a half ago on Facebook Live. That's fantastic. Uh, it was one of the best podcasts that I've ever listened to. That's, to be honest. It was an hour and 20 minutes. That's fantastic. That's incredible. Yeah. Did it end with that, or was it about that? It was... Um, actually really interesting. You didn't see it. You heard it. She, she was talking to her mom. I guess her husband was cheating or not doing something. She's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, he's going to get it when he gets home. And then she put the phone down. So it went black. And then you hear him coming home and it's just a black screen and they're arguing. And all of a sudden you just hear a gunshot. And then she starts screaming, I want to go to jail. And you hear kids crying and it was on Facebook live. So she's, I mean, she's, She's going to jail, but it did sound to me like an accident because she was like mid-sentence when it went off. Wow, and that's not going to help. But anyway, you could do that. I could do that. No, but I'm just saying, you know, those are the best podcasts. Remember that guy um, shot himself on camera uh, was Facebook Live like a year and a half ago, and he was taking calls. And uh, I'll never forget that one was really traumatizing. I mean, we're joking, but it's I mean, suicide's a horrible thing. And yeah, but but it was fascinating because the guy that he was fighting with, I think, called him. And so he picked up the phone and he was like, oh, OK, all right. And he had the gun. He's like, is that how you wanted to go? OK, talk to you later. Real matter of fact, hung up the phone and then just ate the shotgun and his head exploded. Wow. That was a really great. That's oh one thing before you talk. It's Jake. Uh, I forgot to tell you, it's Jake Pentland. My last name's not Barr, but it works. It helps drive traffic, so I'm gonna go with it. But we can do whatever, man. Yeah, Pentland. No, I saw it logging in. I, I yeah, I figured I had it fucked up. I remember no, it's fine. back in 2015 seeing a guy live streaming, had a GoPro facing himself, and he wingsuited down a mountain. And I think he actually got down the mountain, but like didn't pull up yeah, in time. Yeah, he, he yeah. went down the mountain just fine. It was uh, no, he and he hit this grass field, and like, uh, but I guess hit it at like two hundred miles an hour or something, and like you, you didn't, you just saw like you, you know, it's like it's like crash, and then you know the camera spins, and it was actually like the most beautiful kind of way to go. Like the the web, the GoPro kind of like leans in the grass. There's like grass, and it's like fuzzy because it's in the foreground, and you see just these like puffy clouds floating by. And he was somewhere in like Switzerland or some shit. So these cows with bells on them, they're just walking around like, and you just hear this like ding ding, and the guy's just laying there, and you can you, he's just doing like the death rattle, like there's like blood in his throat. He's like, Argh. it was horrible. That it being is, said, I mean, it's awesome. What a beautiful place to go, like Switzerland in the summer. You just flew. You just flew down a mountain, 
Like, you know, as That's far, I do want to as, far as these... that girl that crashed, she, I think she was higher on pills and she got in a car crash. That's the most disturbing video. And then we should probably change the subject before we lose all your listeners. No, I don't know. Fuck them. Fuck them. Let's keep on with yeah, this. What was right. that? What, what, what so, video was that? This is the most famous Facebook live stream as far as I'm concerned. And I'm probably right if you look it up. But um, she got in a car accident and her sister was in the car and killed her sister. Oh. And FaceTimed live next to the dead body of her sister outside the car. And she was so catatonic. She was like, hey, just crashed my car. Killed my sister. And then she like tilts the camera over. She's like, love you, girl. Anyway, and then as she tilts the camera, you see her sister's body and the head's just like a cherry pie. No. Like there's not, I swear to God, you can find this because her head would have hit a rock and she's like, well, well, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what she said. I think she talked about going to jail or something, but no tears, no crying. Just like, hey, you know, it's like it had the same energy as if someone's doing a Facebook Live, like an 80-year-old woman, like a bake sale. You know, those chicks like in Idaho. It's like, hey, I made a, I made, you know, this, I sewed this blanket for my granddaughter. It's me walking you guys (laughs) through the studio. It's like, just got some new lights, um, some new cables. You should watch it. It's I, a lot of people say she was in shock because it really freaked a lot of people out. Sounds like shock. She was looking like I just killed my sister, but I think she was pilled out. Her, that her also sounds like Benzos. That sounds like yeah. yeah. So I, I think you and I have a couple second delay. So if I keep interrupting you, okay. that's why. No, that's fine. It happens all the time. I just oh, inform. Nice. I just inform guests. I'm like, hey, I don't mean to be cutting you off. I'm going to keep doing it, but I'm just letting you know. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not actually going to change. Yeah, but no, that's, I'll wait a second. Yeah, that's that's. That sounds like shock. I, I, I could, I don't, I'm not a medical expert, so fuck me, but I would imagine there's an element of shock, right? I mean, you do hear stuff about like, um, people calling. They're like, I just, you know, I just walked in on like my, you know, I, you know, I found my mom. She's like dead or something. There is, there is that shock thing, but that, that sounds like pilled out. That sounds, that sounds like, yeah. Cause I- yeah. I don't know if when you're in shock, if your if your pupils dilate to the level that hers were, <laughs> but whatever it was, I was like watching. I was horrified. I was also fascinated. I was also laughing hysterically because it's just so shocking. And then the other part, I was like, whatever she's on, man, that's good stuff. Because I don't like to get high, but sometimes I get a little anxious, you know. And I want to take the edge up. I'll have a you know a beer or something or whiskey. But my God, if you can blow your sister's head off and be like chill, like you're in a jacuzzi, like that's the shit I want. All day. That everything. should be the commercial. Whatever pill that was, it was probably Ambien. That should just be the commercial. It should be like, I just killed my sister, y'all, and they pan over in the heads. Love you, girl. Like, yeah, for when you need it. For when you need it. Like stock market <laughs> crashing, scared of World War Three. Like, love you, girl. Dude. Let's do it like let's make this together. Let's, let's do it like the Mentos commercials from the nineties. You know the fresh maker where yeah. he pops the Mentos. Got a problem? We'll just do that with fucking popping uh, Ambien or Zan. Like you're not yourself when you're you know, like the Kit Kat. Like you're not yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> yeah, it's stickers. just it's just like hey, just just drown my three babies in the bathtub. Like miss you, little <laughs> angels. Ambien. Ugh, but th- that's... I'm sure that exists on the internet. But you know what's kind of terrible. fucked up is like no, because I would I'm a, I'm a very anxious person. I, I I can't smoke weed. I lose my mind. But like, it, no, I would like that too. But you gotta wonder then, is there like another aspect to it? It sounds like shock. It sounds like pilled out. But there's also something where like, 
I think my generation, maybe yours, more so the ones under us. I was born in the 90s, whatever's after me, the Gen Jesus Z. Yeah. Yeah. More with even them. I think that's probably becoming like the default thing with like the advent of social media. I think a lot of them are just kind of like, that's probably how they go about it. They'd be like, oh, this is going to go viral. They'd be like, sup, guys, sister's dead. Make sure to follow me at the real Tommy Care again. Like, you know, don't miss out for exclusive updates. I'll do a live stream at the funeral. Like, no, you're right. I think that's kind of like not even drugs. I think that's kind of like my generation. Well, I did. I used to podcast some time ago, and um, I have to say, I was I was the greatest ever. I no one else thought that, but I I'm pretty sure I was. And I did an episode. This was probably maybe ten or twelve years ago when I kind of saw where things were going, and I had looked up in the DSM. I don't know if you know what that uh-huh. is, but that's a, okay the dsm4 or something uh narcissistic personality disorder the the clinical one not narcissism because we all have a touch but like the actual you know clinical disorder and i was doing it for another episode but anyway as i read it i was like holy shit this is millennials like this is a this is their culture so i had this idea uh to do an episode about it and i actually had a doctor on she was a psychiatrist and at the end clinically i mean as much as you can um, we diagnosed the entire generation with narcissistic personality disorder. And then that spun off in a whole other bunch of episodes about why they were like that. But they really are like that on the whole. Obviously, there's always exemptions, but just the, like what you're saying, that those generations and down, it might be social media. I don't know. I have theories that it's a lot of it's antidepressants. I can go off on that for hours for you if you want. But whatever's happening, it's not just oh, these kids are raised different. They're on tablets or on phones. It's like clinical mental illness as a whole. And that's weird. That's that, I, don't, I think the generations were wiped out in World War One, like entire generations and PTSD and shell shock. And it didn't seem to affect the generations as much as these kids are being born in completely think, ill. They're ill. I think it's a... They're mentally ill. No, they, they, they are. I think it's well. One, it's survive. It, this is just it's sad, but it's natural selection. I mean, which politician mm-hmm. makes it? Which general makes it? It's the one that can bomb a city and then give a press conference. It's bad, but that's that's what selects. So, if you're Gen Z, right? Let's not even get to how we got. I would imagine it's a it's a yeah. I would imagine it's a combination of of antidepressants, SSRIs, anxiolytics, combined Copy. with just you know networked everything. Seminism. What? No, but like it's all of us. I mean, this is what we'll probably talk about. But yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a litany all, of factors. It's it's. I would imagine it's the pills. It's the immediate uh, effect of just being able to connect it to everyone. And then it's also this doesn't seem to be happening in every nation. So it's also the extreme wealth of the United States, like where you can be detached from. Every, like you don't have to worry about where your fucking organic food comes. You just you just Uber eats sure. it, and then everyone around you. The new social currency is likes, followers, views. Natural selection says who gets the most. And that very real natural selection terms turns into who gets the most pussy, who gets the most money. It's the guy with 100 million followers. That is going to select for people that will do anything for views, including, like, love you, girl, like her brain's on the steering wheel. Like, (laughs) the fact that you and I are talking about it, 
That's the most yeah, fit. That's the most fit. That is the equivalent of the fastest cheetah. It's just in 2023. It's different. I never thought about it that way. That like it, it is natural selection. That's that's an interesting point. I just assumed it was, I don't know, generational progress. Like if you if you look at each generation to the next, it seems to me. And again, I'm not an anthropologist, but it seems like the basic human element is to sort of rebel against your parents to some degree. So if your parents, let's say like my mom's a, a boomer, her parents were born just or grew up in World War II and a lot of her family died in the Holocaust. So they they raised her a certain way. So her reaction was to be a hippie. Like, I don't want to work all day and, and slave away in a factory. My grandfather lost part of his finger in, in a machine shop. And, you know, she was in a, a commune by the time she was 18 where she met my father. And he was very similar. His parents were very conservative and um, he was a hippie to, to react. So if you look at, you know, the fifties dad, as I call it, that generation to the boomers to like the sixties and seventies, you can see a lot of it seems to be, and it's just my theory, a reaction, like kids rebelling to their parents, because then in the eighties, it was the yuppies, like fuck uh, this hippie shit. Fuck this hippie wall um, street. Yeah, no, let's start making money. Gordon Gecko shit. And then after that, it was like, oh my God, the disparity of wealth. Now let's, you know, Let's go and find like a moderate Democrat Hillary Obama solution to try and mellow it out. That was that reaction. Of course, they all full of shit, but that's what they thought. So it just looks like it's this constant pendulum swing of trying to correct your parents' mistakes. So that's what I always thought it was. But now that you're saying natural selection, maybe it's just that society is progressing that way, that it really is the most narcissistic animal is going to be the most successful, which is kind of what the 80s was. Yeah. And uh, well, I'm just I'm thinking out loud that I never thought about that, which is probably why my podcast never did well, because I actually was like, you know, not concerned with um, likes and views like I really wanted to. We were doing a lot of mental health stuff. We were really trying to help people. We had people that would call in that were, you know, suicidal. And, uh, you know, we we had we tried to help people with that's what we wanted to do. I, I still to this day think the biggest problem in America is is mental illness and the lack of understanding and solutions for it. And it's just like everybody's just out here suffering crazy and detached or deranged and nobody has any idea what's wrong or what to do. So it's just like everyone's like, OK, well, that's your lot in life. You're just going to be bipolar or, you know, here, take this pill. Uh, and then, you know, the next day it's like, oh, another school shooter, another kid shot a bunch of classmates. I wonder, I wonder if it's got to be the guns. And it's like, no, there used to be an understanding that if there was a troubled kid or someone, the village weirdo, like the rest of the, the village would kind of work together to help them. And now it's like, you're on your own, buddy. And it's just so isolating and, and damaging. And I don't know. I think, uh, I, 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 I think if we had a real legitimate solution to mental illness. And that could just be, I don't know, free therapy for an hour for people. I don't have, I don't know the solution, but I feel like if there was something like that, things would be a lot better uh, in a few years. I, that's my hope. Maybe I'm an idealist. No, I know. I think you're correct. I think, you know, I'm very open on the show. I lost a, a, a my older sibling to suicide in 2014. It's something that's very near and dear to me as it's, it's I'm sorry. Thanks for telling me that before I talked about suicide and laughed. Before. Oh, well, no, no, I'm worse because I still laughed. 
<laughs> that, okay. that's no 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 dude well i'm sorry to hear that. no 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 it's that no, no it, it's been it's been almost it'll be nine years and let's see what day is today it'll be nine years and 12 days i but part of my own like self-therapy is like to ha- hold nothing holy right i yeah. I love my i mean i have a picture of him just behind the camera i've got a tattoo on my shoulder i, I think about him every day that being said there's also like i i don't I don't hold anything as untouchable because then you give it weight over you. It becomes powerful. You yeah. have to desanctify all of it. And on the surface, it might look like that's disgusting. No, it actually helps you move through it because if there are certain things you're not allowed to joke about and then you bring up suicide on the show, now all of a sudden I'm clamming up. So no, I have to joke about this shit. I have to. It's it's how I move through. You got to make jokes about it. So I don't give a shit. And we're going to continue to make jokes about it. That being good, said, like, yeah, no, absolutely no. I mean, that is good. girl's dad. Like, love you, girl. No, that that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. We haven't seen a live stream jump off a building yet. I do. I am upset that that hasn't. We haven't seen a GoPro jump off a building because somebody commented they're like, if nine eleven happened today, how many fucking oh, videos? How many fucking videos would people be taken from the top floors as people jumped out, just screaming "World Star"? Like that would. <laughs> That would be something that actually reminds me since we're talking about laughing. Well, I have two things to say. Yeah. I wish there were videos of 9-11 because then you could see the thermite uh, oh, yeah. planted. Well, then, well, then you could, see, the then you could see Dick Cheney wearing a fucking carpenter's uniform <laughs> with a, like, a paint roller. No, with just, the TMB. Oh, with the TMB, like, <laughs> fucking like Bugs Bunny. Like, <laughs> yeah. He absolutely. But then, total inside job. But um, then the other thing is, since we're talking about laughing and horrible things, when 9-11 happened, um, my brother, my little brother, he's uh, 26 or something now. He he could have, he's born in 95, so he would have been five or six. Yeah. And we were watching on TV, you know, and we were all just traumatized yeah. and crying. This was like one, t- the second tower hadn't gone yet. And this is when people started jumping. And so we watched it and we were looking at each other like, should he be here? Should we hide him? But, you know, it's just like we knew it was a moment that was you know going to go down in history and we, we we all me my mom and my sisters were like you know he's young enough it's probably fine so we watched it and like a week later we were all hanging out again me and my sisters and my little brother and we were just talking you know still in that shock and my little brother buck came in the room and he's like my favorite part <laughs> i go what he goes my favorite part was when the people were flying out of the windows so he thought it was like a movie. Oh fuck! And the just starting the sentence, my favorite. My favorite part. part. I, I lo- I'll never forget that. And that to to speak to what you're speaking of, I laughed so hard <laughs> when he did that, like tearing for for probably five straight minutes. And then I really did feel better after because yeah. it is pressure release valve. You know, we, you, we thought. I mean, we were under attack. We yeah. didn't know it was. We didn't know it was Cheney the CIA. We didn't know it was the CIA, but yeah. you were technically we, really under attack. Like, oh shit! It's it's terrible. I really thought that at yeah. the time, but uh, yeah, no. My favorite part was when the people were jumping out the window. I always think about that. And That's just the, the fucking the... greatest line. My favorite part. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite. But he thought it was like Superman. You know, no, like no, no. Marvel. It doesn't matter what he says after that. He's already fucking <laughs> shattered the ice by saying my favorite part. I mean, yeah, we were. That's no, you. Laughed. But you do have to do it. Like if you try to hold it up as something that you can't look at or laugh at, it will. De- and I know that from experience is it will destroy Absolutely. you. 
and it's it's easier for me because I'm nine years removed. You know, one of my friends just you know lost a parent, but that was a couple months ago. Obviously, I'm not going to tell him like, "Hey, you got to laugh at." It. It's going to take several years of grief. You got to go through all the stages, but eventually, like, yeah. you you make peace with it, and you can look at it and laugh at it. But you you have to be able to laugh at it because if you don't, it will it'll hold a thorn in your side until you die. Um, but that's I mean that's yeah talking like mental illness and you know i that is my favorite subject by the way so that's why i keep going back to it but i believe here's a revolutionary theory i believe 99.999 percent of mental illness is a form of ptsd post-traumatic and Probably. i think people are afraid to talk about it because they're like no no some people are just born with crazy brains because they don't want to go, oh, yeah, you know, my uncle is fucking my brother in the ass in yeah. the closet. Like, that's too scary. No, I think that's but a huge part of it. it's mostly post-traumatic. I think that's it's probably the biggest part of it. Yeah. You know, I'm not a doctor, but... So if you're not laughing, that means you're not processing, which means now you're in that horrible space of post-fucking-traumatic... -tra your gray matter in your brain is changing. The way in which you see the world is different. You have this terrible depressing filter now you're depressed now you're going on ssris antidepressants to mask the symptoms you're still not dealing with the fact uh that you know your uncle molested or whatever it is and that's why there's this unholy cyclical hellscape that we're all living in where people are treating symptoms to things that they don't want to face when the only way to really treat ptsd is to face it and to deal with it and process it and whatever that means. I'm again, not a doctor. I, that could be years of therapy, whatever that is your process. The point is there is a point A to point B. There's the point where you're traumatized and then your post. And then the, the victory would be to be able to go on with your life. You're never going to get over. It. It's never not going to be sad, but it's not changing the chemistry of your literal brain. And nobody ever wants to talk about that and it's like it's fucking horrible what you've been through with with your brother committing suicide that is a traumatic event you you definitely were post-traumatic maybe you didn't have full-blown ptsd but you were post-traumatic and that means your mind was shifting in a post-traumatic sphere for a long long time still might be i mean I, I don't i can't peer inside your head but that's really sad and where do you go like who's talking to you about it who's who was there to help you maybe, maybe you were lucky you had a good support system i don't know but a lot of people don't and then you drive by and you know i just left california um thank god but you know there's like 50 homeless rvs outside our house and they're on drugs and every time i drive by i'm like fucking biden's and then i stop myself and go no i bet you these people are drug addicts and then why are you a drug addict because you're masking you're hiding oh my god they were all probably traumatized and then i get really really depressed about it and then i think i'm gonna go bring them a sandwich and then i go now nah, they're disgusting and dirty fuck them i hope they all die and i don't know what to do but i there is a part <laughs> sorry i don't know why i went there no there is a part where oh my god, these people are are traumatized and they're sad and they're depressed and there's there's no they're not they can't afford to go to fucking a therapist they can't even afford to eat they're they're peeing in a bucket and living on the in the preserve by our house and and it's just it, sometimes i think about it and i get so sad because i know that i'm lucky i know how blessed i am and not just because my mother's uh wealthy obviously that helps but because i've 
my mother was really uh, into therapy for some period of time when my sisters were going to mental hospitals and shit like that, that I got to experience all this. I got like basically a crash course in how psychotherapy works for 10 years, just going to family therapy. We had to do it biweekly. Yeah. And my sisters were in psychiatric hospitals, a few of them. So I'm really lucky that I've been exposed to that. And then I could even start to to pinpoint, oh, it's trauma, post-trauma, and then processing. Hmm. Not a lot of people even know that. Like to me, that's second nature. Most people are like, nah, I just was born with weird brain chemistry. I have low serotonin, I guess. Better inject serotonin in my neck. I'll be fine by tomorrow. Yeah. Like, what yes. are you talking about? Why would you think you're born with low serotonin? Sorry, one thing. No, I'm keep sorry. going. The whole serotonin theory, you know, that people have low serotonin, that's why they're depressed. I just always ask people this. Did you have your serotonin tested? Did, did they do a spinal tap? Did you take a swab? No. You went to a room, you talked to a guy, you told him how you felt, and he's like, oh, by the things you're saying, I have now deemed your biochemistry inside your fucking body that it's low on these levels. What? No. I don't, I don't go to a doctor and go, hey, I think I might have cancer. And he's like, yeah, I'm looking at you. You probably have cancer. I'm going to put you in fucking chemotherapy. No, they take a biopsy. They actually make sure you have cancer. They don't. Oh. I hope, the only way to test serotonin is a spinal tap. There might be some other way, but the last I checked, where they have to actually take fucking fluid from your spine to see who's getting a spinal tap before getting put on a fucking antidepressant. I'm just nobody. I'm just eyeballing you, Jake. You look like you got cancer. You're like, fuck. All right. Yeah, well, I, I look like I've had chemo with my hair. <laughs> no, it's but about about the bitch No, no, but I mean about like trauma and stuff. So like that happened in 2014. For two years, I was pretty numb. I had panic attacks. I got that. I was prescribed benzos, and I just masked everything. And yeah, I went from like the best I could have been. Just got into medical school, was in great shape. To I gained 70 pounds, had long, like, greasy Jack Black hair, and was just angry at it very clear something was happening right and and just i became suicidal myself and i moved home to my parents house in august 2016 so about two years four months later 28 months later and um started doing therapy and you know i am so lucky that i have two parents that are both alive both healthy never divorced still happily married raised us and they were in a position that at 26 years old instead of them being like get a fucking job they could they're like come home like let's work through this for five years i stayed wow. at home didn't have to worry about bills didn't have to worry about laundry didn't have to worry about meals took me to the best therapist they could find and they walked me oh, through nice. it and i always think about that and i go how many people just have to go well life sucks work harder and it's like yeah i'm i'm good now like I'm I'm rocking my own life through this podcast. It's paying the bills. Like I'm I'm operating at, at full. I'm happy. I'm grateful. I've you know rarely experienced depression and anxiety. I still deal with anxiety, but I have all my tools. I operate with them. I'm doing good. There was a long time, man, where I wasn't sure if I was ever going to live on my own again. I genuinely thought I was like I'm going to be in an institution, and yeah. I had a family that could basically call time out, and I could leave the rat race. And they, could, how many people get to do that? Where you just go. Not just leave the rat race, but leave the rat race to a loving family that goes, come on in. And I just hit time out for half a decade and then came back yeah. in. How many people is just, hey, sorry about your brother, but you got midnight shift, buddy. And it's like, yeah. 
And then what? And then what happens? You so you start drinking, and then you pass it on to your kids. You abuse them, or you, or God yeah. forbid, you become the you become the molester. And it's like, well, fuck you, my life sucks. And then it keeps going and going and going. Yeah, when the, why wouldn't you eventually snap? I mean, the steam comes out where eventually you do walk into a school with a gun, and it's like, yeah, man, yeah. it's just it's the transitive property, man. The stress just keeps it keeps going and going and going, and eventually it comes out somewhere. Somebody's the weakest link. Absolutely. No, you're a thousand percent right. And this is why, you know, it's really, really sad. It's why I, that's why we have mass shootings. It's not the guns. It's the, you know, in other countries, you know, you get like what, four months or four weeks or something off in Europe, paid vacation and they like this much and drink wine. And everyone's like, how come they're not shooting people? Cause you get fucking four weeks off a year and you're, you're drunk half the time. You're yeah. happy. Yeah, you like work, Americans you, overwork. We work till Friday, and then you get blackout drunk for two days, yeah. and then you wake up and go to work. And yeah. then, in, like you said, transitive property. So it just fucking steams and boils and steams and boils. And that's probably we have fucking high cancer rates too. Yeah. I think cancer's caused from anxiety. I think anxiety kills everybody. I think that's the number one killer. And uh, well, way to give anxiety yeah. to everybody now, Jake. Now they're all anxious about dying from anxiety. <laughs> no, you motherfucker. <laughs> no, this is a live show. I always do this. <laughs> I always do this speech thinking like I'm really helping people. No, no, no. I'm fun. No, I, yeah, it I probably promise. is. No, it pro- I give them all cancer. Yeah. No, anxiety does. <laughs> hey, man, when I have any, when I have a panic attack, dude, that shit will sideline me for two days. I mean, you physically yeah. feel like you just did a triathlon. It's awful. It is, and it's doing stress to your body. It's doing physical stress. It's not just emotional, like, no. oh, I was depressed for a couple of days. Thank God I'm out of it. Like, your fucking blood pressure probably raised. You Cort- probably fucking... Cortisol damages your muscle cortisol. and your organs, yeah. Your brain, gray matter, like, your fucking brain is fucking, whatever the word is, neuroplastic. Like, it can actually shift and change. So, yeah, it's, it's like, we all need... Five year fucking time out with loving family and therapists. Sometimes, some, maybe not that much, but we need something. And there's no discussion of it, and no, there, there's not even the hint of a discussion about it. Like no one talks about, hey, how do we how do we deal with you know post trauma? Nobody gives a shit. So that's the other thing. Even if you start talking about it, you're like, oh man, I need to take some time off. It's like you stupid pussy, get back to work. <laughs> like they're mean about it. Yeah. Which makes you more, it's like Americans are, are, are really weird when it comes to mental health. But, you know, I, you know, I love, I love everyone on the political spectrum. I talk a lot about libtards, but, you know, I grew up a Democrat. I'm, I have a lot of left-leaning ideals from time to time. But like, when I think of all the people I know, conservatives are the ones I like the most right now. But they also piss me off because whenever there's a mass shooting, they're the first to come out and say it's a mental health issue, mental health issue. And then after like a week or a half, the shooting news dies down. They don't fucking keep talking no. about it. No. They don't give a shit. They're not like, oh, what are we going to do to help these people? It's like, fuck you. That it's the law of the jungle, man. Yeah. You got to go out there and work, pussy. And then t- three weeks later, another kid shoots a school. And it's like, ah, it's, it's mental, mental health. health issue. We got to start talking about And I, but the, unfortunately, I think what happens is, is, is it has to touch you. I do. I think yeah. it has to touch you. Per- I mean, so like losing my brother, I did. I've done several episodes with doctors about mental health. Um, I'm trying to find. And I did one. So one thing I've tried to do is like instead of just talking about it, I'm like, what change can I actually do with this podcast? I'm trying to find the episode right now. Um, and I had on, I want to say two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. 
I had on these guys that actually do this thing with veterans where they take them out like onto the land somewhere out in like the Midwest or some shit. And they actually in there. Yeah. yeah. So episode uh, for everybody listening, episode 1122. So about 40 episodes ago with uh, with uh, Ryan Milkerek and Mark Orofsky. They actually and it's not like here's this medication. It's like they're veterans so they can kind of like, you know, they're still, you know, they can rough so. talk to other veterans and they're just kind of like, all right, like we're going up to the land. Like we're fasting for 96 hours. Like maybe take a little mushrooms. Like we're going out, we're sitting by the river and like they can, I can't talk to veterans cause I've never served, but these guys can say each other down and be like, yeah, I lost my friend too. Yeah. I shot a civilian too. Like they can fucking talk to the trauma and they say like, like 90% of them come out on the other side. And I think that's just something. I think it's something that unfortunately is probably going to have to just touch enough people. I wouldn't, if if I had never lost my brother, I'd probably still like occasionally do a mental health episode because it would make me feel good about myself. But it's yeah. because I lost a brother that that it's actually like I'm like when this podcast is all said and done, when I'm pushing daisies, like what do I want? What do I want to have changed in this world? And I genuinely want to push for some sort of mental health change. And I think it's probably not going to be like a medical breakthrough. It's probably going to be yeah, I God willing, I make enough money on this podcast that I'm able to like set up some sort of like endowment for probably like one city and be like, hey, you you know, if you're new to this city, you're entitled to, you know, two years free therapy sessions or something. There's something yeah. tiny like that or just like, oh, you qualify for like the Tommy endowment fund. And you can get 50 percent of your bill. Pay. Like that will probably do the most change in this world. It's not going to fix everyone. It's not going to cure it all. But I always think I'm like, I, my logic has always been this. I lost a brother. It's already done and it sucks. Let's not have it be in vain. Let's do yeah. something about it. Let's, it yeah. already sucks. Let's get something out of it. Was he um, depressed? Yeah, he I'm was. Obviously. I mean, he was doing, yeah. I mean, he was doing, um, he's doing graduate research at Georgia Tech. Beautiful girlfriend. I mean, dude, brilliant fucking guy. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's not even like he was homeless and on drugs on the street. Like, yeah. no, like it touches everybody. Funniest, genuinely the funniest person I've ever met. And like, you look at that, it's almost like a Robin Williams where you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that's what it was. That's sad. Yeah. Funny people are usually the most troubled. Yeah. And it's that's why they're funny. Yeah. That is though, right? I mean, that is the fucking yeah. No, like you're even talking like post traumatic. Like you had to learn to laugh about it. Like a sense of humor is a very, very powerful uh, tool to deal with horrible shit. Yeah, that's why that's why everyone likes it. Like, you know, obviously it's fun to laugh when you're in a good mood, but you know, <clears throat> some some of us have to laugh when shit's dark. Well, it's the only way. Which you is get usually through. the more. Yeah, it's the only way you can get through. That's it, how I. Yeah. It is, and it's a defense mechanism, and it's a great one, and I think it's a very healthy one, as long as you're not like, you know, because a lot of comics, you know, especially from my mom's era, like, a lot of them didn't make it, you know? They they were so funny, and everyone's like, they, they must be happy, they're rich, and they're funny. It's like, no, nah, they're, they're doing well financially, but, like, there's a reason they're funny, and uh, don't forget that. I won't, between you and I, I don't like to hang out with, with comics very much, you know, my my mom i love i love know, how you're like saying i love how you're saying between you and i on a live show <laughs> <laughs> between you and i 100 people are like and 
<laughs> no, but like, you know, we've been meeting tons of cool comics. We've been out here. We're going to Rogan's opening night. We were there, you know, Ron White's there, Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh, I, guys we've been hanging out with just love them. We have the best time in the green room. I get to tag along. But every night at the end of the night, I'm like, I got to get home to my to my wife and baby because I know I know these fuckers are messed up Darkness. just because just they're comics. Yeah. Maybe I'm just being judgmental, but it's like I don't want to hang out with um you know athletes and rock stars either i can't keep up with that lifestyle i just want to be home yeah but they're they're a different breed and, and anyway no it's... Uh, but i i love humor i've used it to get through a lot of my shit and also i also love laughing at horrible things like we've done already on the show because <laughs> I also like to make people uncomfortable. Yeah, that's, that's also makes it's, me it's, smile. It's not all silver lining and therapeutic. Sometimes it's just funny to make people squirm. It just it, well, it's my, obviously I have an issue because again, one of the reasons my podcast failed, I was told repeatedly that you know I had I had good things going and it could be really good, but that I was just so angry all the time and I was always attacking people, which I was, and I would attack them in like the most horribly offensive way, like. I would do these rants and like, you know, I would just throw things out. Like, you know, you're going to, you, you're, you're on uncle Buck, you, I would say, you know, I'm just trying to talk about trauma with a, with the person that was calling in. That was, I had a person calling that was suicidal. This is a true story. Yeah. Um, and she was like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, well, you know, make sure you videotape it and do it on like with the same conversation we have and do it on my show. So I can get the, the bigger ratings, <laughs> but it worked. She cleared herself up. She got my fucking face tattooed on her after she said it saved her life. So oh, yeah. sometimes it can work, but I would have, she would have killed herself too. It would have been awesome for the podcast. So I was good great. away. It was worth taking the risk. Now, that was a win-win for you. No, that was a very, that was a very, right? that was a very Bismarckian. You were running the table. I respect that, right? You were, you were, yeah. you were covering, you were, you were covering your corners. It's, <laughs> it, it, is, it is, sometimes it is just fine to make people squirm and there is no like, you know. It's like we I was like screaming with my buddies the other night. We were playing video games, and we were all just trying to you know, just one up at each other. You're playing fucking insurgency, you're just blowing people's arms off and shit. And you're always just trying to one up one another, right? And I like I saw a meme, and I was like I pulled it out. I was like I was I've been waiting to use it. It was like an ace card, and it was a uh, was like whoever said white men can't jump, uh, never never watched videos of nine eleven, just to. <laughs> That's just to, one. and when you can get your friends okay. who you're comfortable being weird with, when you can get them to go, yeah. oh, it's just like, you got them, <laughs> you got them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. But, I, there's no better. I had, my mom was friends with this one comic one time and she, and she said it best. She said, you know, I love making people laugh. I do it for a living. And she was getting pretty successful. And she said, but, you know, getting people to laugh means a lot, but getting people to laugh when, I know they don't want to laugh is the purest fucking joy ever. And that's what I do it for. She's like, I could tell a joke that I know is going to kill and it kills. And it's like, oh, that's fun. But when you tell a joke where people fucking hate you for half a second and then you, she said, you watch it rattle in their mind and their heart and then the smile turn up. There's no greater thrill than that. That's that's probably what it's about. I'm, I'm sure it comes from a good place. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I there's nothing off limits for me. There's nothing off limits. A lot of people were surprised um, going, talking about my mother with the tweet, you know, when she got canceled, there was a lot of people on the right that were going after like James Gunn, for instance, who was the director of uh, 
Guardians of the Galaxy. And he made all these pedo jokes. All these people on the right are like, hey, they've canceled Roseanne. He's a freaking pedophile. We need to cancel him. And I, I came to the defense of my mother for weeks. You know, I still do. But I said at that point, like, you can joke about fucking yeah. kids. He's not actually fucking kids. And why are we trying to cancel him? Because our, doesn't that make us... Don't cancel anyone. How does the people who are fighting? Oh, and, and my mom was, you know, post-traumatic at the time. And she was like, you're defending pedos. And I'm like, no, I'm defending jokes. Yeah. And there is nothing off limits to me. There is nothing off limits. The only thing that I don't like is if it's not funny. If it's funny, bring it on, dude. There's no, I don't care. I don't care if it's offensive. I don't care who it offends. In fact, if it's offensive, I probably enjoy it more. But just make sure it's funny. Yeah. That 9-11 joke is funny. It, that was a good one. No, no, I saw that meme. They're like, that's good. It's, yeah. it's, it's, some people try to be funny just through like shock factor of offensiveness not, not you know well. they'll go you know they'll yeah. go full hard r or something and they'll be like oh you're a pussy you're not laughing it's like dude that wasn't a good joke like a good joke is no i'm all for the hard R. yeah your, your mom said it the first time she's on the show she was like the the true funniest shit is involuntary and that is yeah. like you said it's the people that try to hide it and you're like it's like when i told that joke to my buddies there's a moment's pause and you just hear like Jesus Christ! Right? It's that. In, it's almost like it's like a hiccup. You're like, fuck, right? No, it's, it's yeah. That's I'll the best shit. Good, um, there was this girl in high school. Something obviously had happened to her. Um, I read the room. I don't think it was like that bad because if like she was like rape traumatized, I would have probably been a little more sensitive. I could tell she was being a little overdramatic because she was. But anyway, she came to school. She was the cute girl, so all the guys were simping big time. And she she came to the school and she was standing in, by the bathroom and she was crying and all these boys, all my friends were around and they're like, what's wrong? And she's like, I don't want to talk about it. And my buddy David's like, it's okay. And he was petting her and she started crying. She's like, men are disgusting. And so I saw this simp fest and I was like, here's my moment. This is going to be so good. So I lean in and I was like, hey, Court, is a blowjob out of the question right now? That's what I said in the, <laughs> in the group. And it was like just death. Like it went over the pile, and the guy, every one of the guys, my friends, he just head dropped in his shoulders. And I thought he was going to get punched. And then each one of them involuntarily was fighting laughter while trying to console going, yeah. I got them all. Yeah. They all lost it. And then the best part, she lost it. She started laughing. And then she's like, Jesus Christ, James. My name was James then. Get the fuck out of here. But that was a risky joke. Dude, I was. And. Uh, one of my greatest moments, really. I was at a little man anonymous. I was at an extremely close friend's family member's funeral a couple months ago, and I was out there with him and like our like our another like mutual best friend, and we're like leaving the mass. You know, the funeral procession's over. We came back. You know, it's kind of a gray day, and it wasn't unsurprising. Is that the person's health had been failing? You know, it was. You know, we're there for um, and you know, everyone's having a you know a good cry. And we leave like the the mass or like the building, and it's just us. And it's like our car is like in the middle of the parking lot. And I don't know where it came from, but I had the longest fart of my life, <laughs> and I couldn't stop it. It just kept coming, and it was like, and I don't mean like, I mean it was like Family Guy awkward. I'm not kidding. Yeah. It was like eighteen, nineteen seconds, and we're just walking <laughs> to the car. And like after the first couple seconds, it was kind of like this is maybe inappropriate, and it just kept, and then I was like, I've already like crossed the Rubicon, like I'm farting in yeah, the in the, in the parking close. lot of the church of like where my best friend, you know, 
and we're finally like halfway there and he just he goes what's wrong with you and like we all just burst out laughing and it was like but that's it was just like sometimes you need that and it's like it's a risky move because it could go the other way but like that is and that's the other thing is like humor you can never hate humor because it's mm-hmm. always coming from a place like no one doesn't like laughing right right it's universal man it's the, it connects us like love and yeah, if being now, horny yeah now if yeah yeah exactly now if you're forcing a joke on someone that's clearly like just lost somebody then it's like hey dude stop harassing them like they're hysterical yeah but in terms of yeah. like nothing is holy yeah you gotta let it fly man let it all fly and like I said, if it's funny and you do it, it can actually be a a, a very empowering act of love for, for everybody. Yeah. Like it can really lighten the mood and release. It's a beautiful thing, but it can also, you know, it can make people, I have people that, uh, the I do have one regret. Actually, it was a joke that was not funny, uh, but I like to talk about it because I feel like this is, of all the things I've done, this is the thing that like when my final days here, and I'm judged, you know, I've done a lot of good. This one, they, they might say, you know, you have to go wait, you know, like the border, you gotta wait another 15 minutes, we're gonna go to your car, you might not make it in. Yeah. I was hanging with my buddy in high school and we partied, his mom was cool, she was like the cool mom. So I could make jokes about us getting high and drinking or whatever. Um, We were 16 or 17, but anyway, she called his phone, um, his house to talk to him and he didn't answer. And I called back the number and I said, let me call your mom. And I said to him, she's like, is Carl in there? And I said, no, there's something I have to tell you. He died. And I thought at the time, this is going to be the greatest joke. Cause I'm gonna be like, April fools. This is a mother. Dude. And I handed the phone and he never spoke to me again. She never spoke to me again. And I don't blame him. I it's, this is my deepest shame secret. Um, but that at the time I thought we're all going to have a laugh and, and it was horrible. And now that I have a kid, oh my God. Like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. So there, I've been successful with a lot of the suicide ones and, and I've been pretty good. But that one, that just bombed. They won't they won't talk to them. They see me in the street, they'll... they'll or they they'll laughed and they're just fucking with you by not talking to you. In which case, <laughs> no, it's, in which case it's super funny. You don't tell a mom her kid's dead. No, that was, a bold, that was a bold. That was a bold. That was a bold move. That was a bold move. Yeah, I was just really cocky because at the time, you know, I was like the funny kid, the class clown. Everything I touched was cool. You know, when people get famous and they just they start doing they they start fucking kids or something like you just escalate. I would. That was me. Luckily, I peaked in high school, and that's as bad as it ever got. You didn't go full Sam You didn't. You no, didn't become unfunny. Was, oh, poor Sam! You know, he just got clean. And then he got hit by a drunk driver. Yeah, that, that was that, that was sad. He, he he did fucking climb. That is hilarious. And <laughs> it is though. You're it is fucking hilarious. You finally get sober. And he a got everything he wanted. Guy. He got everything. He'd do his shows covered in like gold chains and have whores around him. Absolutely. And then he got clean. And then just got fucking. You know, you can only imagine right before he died. He was like, "Ow, ow!" <laughs> you know, deboned. Do you know what he said? Because we have friends that were there. Oh. He said, as he was dying, he said, why now? Yeah. How tragic is that? The God. Like, after Bill, everything I've Bill done. Hicks wrote that in his, uh, he died at 33. Oh, really? Bill Hicks wrote it in his letter, and he said, why now? 
because he had been touring for like yeah. 10 years. He had been like just drinking and like living out of his parents' basement. And he finally snapped and he goes, I'm just going to start dressing in all black and screaming at people. And then we start selling out shows. And when he died, he even wrote, he said, like, why now? But he laughed about it. Yeah. And he's like, well, anyway, here's William Hicks. And then, you know, he's like, you know, whatever, there's laugh, <laughs> love there, lo- laughter, love, and truth. Like, I'll be there or whatever. But like, yeah. I, I mean, too. why now? Because it's funny. I mean, that's why. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> you know. the greatest. I mean, that's how you have to. If you're a comic, like you said, the guy at the GoPro in the Swiss Alps jumping the mountain, like that's how you want to go. If you're a comic, it's got to, that's how you want to go. Like, that's very you funny. Get hit by a drunk I mean, it it's is, funny it's if he was hit by like a drunk clown. Like, that would be funny with like one of the <laughs> little flowers with like that squirts. Like, that would be funny. That would be really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's or, a. I mean, car. I was trying to go clown car, but uh, you get hit by a clown car. Now that would be hilarious. I mean, like, the, but you know, sometimes, sometimes you have to reach for the moon and miss, and that's where you kind of define the boundaries. Where you're like, oh, sometimes jokes can go too. Like I was like before I started the podcast, I taught myself graphic design when I was just in like the pits or like living at home, like just trying to get my life back together. I taught myself graphic design, and I did the you know like the Run DMC logo that's been used and abused by a trillion people just like the red and the two like white lines well i did i did yeah i did cia 9-11 i just that's like that's yeah and um and then on the 11 on the second one if you zoomed in you know how when you watch the world trade centers collapse and there are those explosions coming at the side i did those i did little plumes and if you if you looked at it closely and i was like this is an artistic piece and, um, you know, I would just try to, like, make this, like, merch shit and then just, like, give it away because I was, like, I had no idea how to build anything. I didn't know about fucking marketing or whatever. And it's, like, now I have the podcast and I'm trying to, like, piggyback it on. But I would just, like, print out shirts and just, like, give them to people. And I had become friends with this guy at the local gym. This is in Maryland in, like, 2018. It was a pretty innocuous place. And I was trying yeah. to give it to this guy and, like, um... He's like a normal. He's like a. He's like a, he's a really cool guy. I'm still in touch with him. Um, and I, he kind of like clammed up at that one, and like I later found out he's a firefighter. I'm like, oh, that you know that makes sense. I feel bad. I later found yeah. out he responded to Ground Zero in New York. Oh, he, had, he had moved to Maryland, and like, wow. and I finally asked him about it like years later, and he was like, I was pretty upset at you, and I was like, Are we still friends? And he was like, Of course, you didn't know. That all being said, like that's funny. <laughs> I think it's funny, and now he's gonna die of cancer from the ground zero, <laughs> the EB shit, and that'll be really like you should have laughed, bro. Jeez. Sorry, it's so horrible. It's horrible. It's, it's, it's horrible. But I mean, of all that. people, I'm in fucking yeah. Maryland in 2018, <laughs> making friends at the local gym because my life is upside down because I lost my brother and I'm not going to medical. I'm fat. My girlfriend left me. All my friends stopped talking to me because I started supporting Trump. And I'm like, I'm trying to build my life back together. And I make a design and I scrounge up the couple bucks I have to print some free shirts and I give it to some of all people <laughs> to try to give it to. It's a firefighter who responded on two grounds. Like, what are the? Uh, that's hilarious. Like, that is hilarious. That is that is synchronicity, but not the good romantic kind. No, like, I think really it's great. It's it's us making suicide jokes for ten minutes and then me telling you I lost a brother to suicide. Yeah. Like that's like that's it's not not funny. 
No, it's even funnier. Like I said, I'm really <laughs> glad you didn't tell me. I wouldn't have done it, and then it wouldn't be. It, I mean, I fucking killed, man. I was yeah. awesome. Just that, for that alone. But that's crazy. what I mean, man. Oh. That's what I mean. It's like that's you can't. Humor is it just humor is a form of truth. Is it like it's in as your mom so eloquently said? It's involuntary. That's yeah. real humor, right? No one. Yeah. Like and. I know we're up at six. We'll wrap this one up in a minute. But it's like, I remember when Post Malone first started really like fucking getting fame, like 2016, 2017. And, you know, he's this like white guy with this like fuzzy curly hair and face tattoos. And there was some article on like, it was like BET News or something. And it was like, who let this happen? And I just remember thinking how stupid of an article. It's like, there isn't some like initiated, like initiate council that allows rappers in. Like if the music's good, it's just, it just yeah. is. Yeah, that's how I think about humor. Like, no one needs to approve it. If it's funny, mm -hmm. it's funny, right? Like, Absolutely. you know, I don't like Biden either, but like the fact, <laughs> the fact that like after the shooting last week, he came down and was like, "I heard there was chocolate chocolate chip." I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah, that is it is that's but... great. That's fucking great. No. Any other time period in our country this would be like the most fun presidency of all time because when the president's uh, a, a retard when he's brain dead it's usually really funny yeah no it's fun it, but like i think back when i was a kid like we, you know we'd have a president we'd have like fucking you know w is an idiot and we'd all laugh at him they couldn't get a word right and fucking biden trips down the stairs and says the stupidest shit but now when you know that like he's a chinese asset so yeah here to destroy america it's not as funny. No, it's not. Now it would be funny if, like, he, you know, really had, you know, cognitive decline on camera that was inarguable. Like, even the left couldn't defend. Yeah. And just started shitting his pants. And going, yeah. You know, like, if that happened, that would be funny. I think if Biden just full on started making out with, like, a six year old during a press conference. Well, I mean, he's done that. You mean again? I mean, like, really, but that didn't, didn't even like, oh, yeah. didn't even cover it up. He just, you know, that remember that video of Bush? I've lost all my subscribers by the end of the show. But remember that video of Bush, and he was like, he's like, we're gonna find these terrorists and we're gonna kill them. Now watch this drive. He just, he just hit. Have you ever seen yeah. that one? Like, if Biden, no, just, it's the uh, it was the Michael Moore documentary. It's the greatest clip. Yeah, that was that was when I still liked him. That was really. Funny. Oh, that was from a Michael Moore drive. documentary. Well, no, the, that's where the clip became kind of viral back oh. in the day before the internet. No, he did it in some press conference, but Michael Moore put it at the end of, uh, was it Fahrenheit 9-11? Um, because I think he did a documentary in 9-11, but Michael Moore is such a pussy that yeah. he can't go all the way. No, he's a fucking, I don't he's, like a, him. he's a big fat dyke. But like. He is a big fat. He he's really my, is. He is a lesbian. He's a real a good fucking, he's a real tranny faggot, but like. Yeah, he looks like my aunt, who's there a would, lesbian. There would be something hilarious if Biden came out and said, we're going to give a trillion dollars to Ukraine. And then just said, now watch that this. Would be and just, and just <laughs> kiss. Did like the sailor kissing the nurse on Times Square after the war ended. Like if he, just, six -year -old? If he just grabbed a six-year-old dressed up as a nurse. <laughs> just That would be really funny. And just put a because you know what? On. Yeah. And you know, you know, you know, he's in like the no, sailor right. whites. He's in the he's in the perfect whites, and she's got like the red cross on her arm or something. And there's ticker tape yeah. because what would be hilarious would be is half the country would still say that's stunning and brave. He's breaking boundaries, <laughs> like 
I was just gonna. That was where I was gonna go with the they next. They wouldn't joke. even like, fight. We'd it, be like, yeah, we got him, and the other half would be like, "That's so beautiful." They'd be like, "Pushing He's boundaries so... is what the Biden administration's about. This is why we voted <laughs> yeah. down." It would just like we're beyond it's... broken, and that's what's that's what's beautiful about it's... it is like like the flames of Rome are all around us. Like, cook some marshmallows, man. Mm-hmm. Like, don't dwell on what was. Yeah. Like, enjoy where we are. I'm trying to get that because I am really sad about it. It's very honestly. sad. Like, I, I, I I love. I mean, clearly, I I interview mm-hmm. veterans all the time. Like, I love I this country. I do too. But there's also like um, it's too it's, again, it's it's losing the brother. Like it's already it's done. If I could change it, I'd go back. I'd give everything to change it. I can't. Yeah. So not only I, am I going to make the most out of it by doing talks with veterans and being like, hey guys, if you know if you're feeling suicidal, you can call that like toll free number, like blah blah blah. And then it's also, then I also have to make jokes about it because there's no other way around it. That's kind of how I view it. Like, I love this country. I think this place stands for, uh, you know, it's never existed in the world before. Probably would never will exist again in terms of personal liberties and freedom and autonomy. But then there's also like, I'm 32, like my life will eventually end. Like there are bigger uh, events around me. The rising fall of empires is beyond the scope of Tommy Kerrigan's life. Like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of laugh at like the, the pedophile brain dead president. You know, like, yeah, I, I was, I was, I laughed, uh, even, I mean, I was really depressed after, you know, he stole the election, yeah. but, um, after about a week and a half, I was like, okay, um, this is how all empires fall. They install a asset. And I mean, we, that's what we did. I tell people when I do get a little bit more cynical about it, cause I still have hope that we can save America, but the truth is it's probably too late. Um, this is part of it is our karma because the the things that's happening internally here by our FBI, by our CIA, by our propaganda news networks, like that's what we did to other countries. And I kind of feel like it's coming and it's, it's karmic. It's karmic. It's, karmic. it's yeah. no, and I it, didn't do any of that. No, me neither. I mean, I'm yeah, with I you. I still want to like defend my family and I, I still want to tear we, it down and work. We, we like, might fucking me. We might like still Venezuela. we like, might still get out of it. By the way, like so, like we don't have to wrap it up. We can keep talking. I'm, I just wanted to give you an out. But like, America. Oh might... no, I, I have to keep going pretty soon. But this is fun. Yeah, I, I can go for a few more. Uh, all right, I was gonna say like no, like we might still make it out based on like one thing and one thing only in our military. Like we just might, we just might destroy China, and it's like that's funny. We would like that's funny. Like too. Like, are we gonna make ourselves better? No, what if we just killed the up and rising competition? Like, that's very American. That's very that's like body slam them. Like, dude, that's what nine eleven was about. Fucking a project for new new American century. Like, yeah, absent a new yeah, they were ab- like we need a, a new Pearl Harbor. Harbor type shit. Yeah, and then we're gonna go fuck up the Middle East because they're getting powerful. They're getting oil. But you know what? I'm like, this is bullshit. Nine eleven is inside. I used to be a Democrat, but now that I'm looking and like seeing the Middle East, like knowing more, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do another Pearl Harbor and let's go fucking nuke all of them. And this is I scary. Think... Fuck, talk about kid fuckers. Yeah, it's a whole culture of kid fuckers. And the kids that are raped, they're PTSD. They're put in the army. They're not like our kids where we just play video games, maybe shoot up a school once in a while. Like they're fucking, uh, you know, trained weapons masters going in, you know, wrapping themselves in dynamite and blowing up schools and shit. Or churches like Easter worshippers, yeah. In in where was that Sierra Leone in Africa? Like, yeah. you know, that is not okay. Like, I'm okay with uh, I'm okay with destabilizing. 
Yeah. No, I mean, and they don't yeah, even. What's up? You got to crack up to make an omelet. You got to crack a few eggs. Yeah, whatever. Man. You so got to crack a couple yeah. buildings, man. And that's honestly what I'm kind of coming around to more and more is I think that's what COVID was. I think we're slowly. Oh, for sure. Because at first it doesn't make sense, right? You go, if COVID was a false flag by the United States to make China look bad, why didn't we act on it initially? I've actually thought this out. I think we're learning from our past false flags. We're going, you can't do it all at once. People poke holes in it. The Lusitania, Pearl Harbor, 9-11. You got to do it slower. If you look at it now, war with Russia, we knew Russia was going to have to go into the arms of China to to shore up its weapons. And now we're starting to have, again, the traditional left who are like, end the wars. They're cheering on. They're like, more money to Ukraine. And just last week, yeah. didn't they say they found Chinese saboteurs attacking some U.S. railroads? I think we're teeing it up, and it's going to be very convenient that sometime later this year, Biden's going to come out and go, we now have the smoking gun that COVID came from Wuhan, and we're going to fucking go to war with China and Russia. And you know what? I'm kind of okay with it. I'd be okay with that, except that I know Biden's not going to do it because he's on the dole for, well, Ukraine for sure, because that's where he does all his laundering. Yeah. And China. China got him elected. So yeah, they will uh, fucking they were, remove him then. They don't give a shit. Well, yeah, but he's not going to... All This is all being done by China. Yeah. I think China's... We're the false flag for China. I think... So I, I don't know the war with China. I think maybe if Trump gets in um, and, and wins the third time in a row and really starts doing trade negotiations with China, then I could see a war with China. I... When when the 2020 election right. first happened, I thought it was China. But now I look at it, I think it was just the military-industrial complex, man. Trump wanted us out of Syria. He wanted the wars to end, and they were like, yeah. fuck off, dude. They were like, fuck right off. Yeah. No, you're probably right, but, I mean, dude, there there are so many, and they're Republicans, too. They're, they're politicians on both sides that are... I mean, it's pretty obvious they're on the fucking payroll of okay. China. Maybe, maybe China's not the master puppeter but they're definitely they have epstein style fucking blackmail on a lot of people in our congress so this is my logic with with chinese like blackmail you're on the dole i think our intelligence agencies probably like that because they go so let's say like i'm i'm cia and let's say you're fucking congressman jake right and you know i find yeah. out you know so we're, we're tapping y'all we're nsa cia where i'm going i'm going jake's uh jake's on the dole from china now, what do I want to do? Do I come out and go, Congress Senator Jake's on the dole and we're kicking him out and replace him with another person? No, what I do is I go to you and I go, hey, so here's all the transcripts. I know you're on the dole with China. So this is a punishment uh, of death for treason. Or you're going to pass through the bills that I want. So when I vote for more weapons to Ukraine, you say, yes, sir. I'll let you keep taking your money from China. If you get found out about China, you're going to just be kicked out of Congress. If we come out and show the transcripts, you're going to be executed at Gitmo. So we're going to push through this new bill and you're going to you're going to say I'm going to say jump and you're going to say how high. I think they probably like that Biden's Biden's on the dole of China. They're going great, great, great. At any moment, we can now say, hey, Biden, you're on the dole of China. And, you know, you'll be the new Benedict. I think they like that shit that you're on the dole. That's I mean, they definitely like it because that's their currency. It's a currency they understand. They're all psychopaths. (laughs) They're demons. Absolutely. But it's leverage. And they are. It's like trying to teach your 80 year old, you know, grandmother Bitcoin. Like They don't get it. Right. But so I don't think our CIA, I don't think they understand like 
goods for services, I think they get blackmail. I think that's their currency. They get it. They know how it works. They know how to negotiate. They, they know even value like, oh, this dirt right here, that's worth, you know, excellent. They probably have fucking charts and graphs and accounts. They're like, oh, you fucked a kid on camera. That's, you know, that's 18, whatever. They probably have a fucking table. Yeah, they have a chart. So that's a really good point. I mean, you're very smart. I, I never thought about that either. That's a whole other level. Because I was just being like, obviously, there's subversion. Sure. You can't deny it. The, there's subversion and brainwashing and even fucking MK level, whatever they call it now, levels of of mind control within the people of our country, not even Congress, like your neighbor. Yeah. Right? So someone's doing that. And I'm like, I can't just be America doing it to itself. That doesn't even make sense. No. Like, I mean, right? Yeah. So someone, it has to be the boogeyman. So that's why I've been going China. But, you know, to be honest, 15 years ago, it was like, I think I was talking about this with Saudi Arabia. So maybe I'm just putting a bad guy in to, to explain. Maybe it is America doing it to Americans. That would be really, really depressing. The biggest... we're blackmailing our own citizens. Of course we are. My what, no. my biggest red pill. Oh no, no, we are. But I'm saying they're doing it because they're paid to, or they're you know they're compromised by a world power, not just like I'm gonna fuck with Dan and marketing, make him fucking kill himself. They might do that too. Like, that might just would... be that might just be some CIA bros on a Friday they night might. coked up, just be like, yo, do you want to fucking try to convince this kid to go shoot up the school? They wake up the next morning, they see it on the news, they're like, dude, we delete those texts we gotta delete <laughs> that was us yeah no. we didn't get it no they probably do do that oh my god i never thought about drunk cia bros because i know how stupid i get with my friends i'm sure they mk ultra some shit they wake up the next morning they're like dude you did not did you hit save draft or did you send that the uvalde the uvalde <laughs> the uvalde trigger signal they're like turn on the news they're like i don't fuck you know that feeling the next morning when you wake up drunk you go oh fuck i'm in trouble they just go they all just they wash over the hair they're like we gotta go go to work play it cool i don't know what happened last night we were we stayed late you know there is a comedy sketch in there you gotta write that down we're gonna write this like that's that's a youtube video of cia drunk bros yeah no, wake up the next morning shooters. it go viral it's like the hangover yeah. they like, find what did you do last night yeah no it's like the hangover they find like a polaroid it's all of them and they're like oh dude we are definitely saying sending out like what are the words um activation signals for sleeper cells they're like oh fuck we definitely were sending those out last night like send one out to san diego send one out to fucking this person they wake up the next morning they're like dude who hit the trans shooter and it's like oh fuck like you weren't we're saving that for the election like what if it was even worse and they're like okay first person to get their asset their trans asset to shoot up a Christian school wins. First, first person like, gets a raise. Wrong. First person gets a raise. You'll become the station yeah. chief at, at Ukraine. Or I, I'll take out, I'll do your laundry for a week. I'll do bro. it. Like if you can get that. Like what if it's not even like, oh shit, we fucked up. What if they're doing it just for fun? What if they're like, hacking oh each other's Check agents? Out, dude, my fucking shooters in fucking Vegas right now. Oh, oh by the way, that's the new logo I got. Hell yeah. How good is that? I that's love my that. Favorite. Um, I do have to go, man. You're you're very smart. I knew you were smart before, oh, yeah. and me and my mom talked about. It. You're you're next level, man. No, dude, I, I love, love what you're doing. I love to have you back on, man. I, I do need this black comedy, but I, I I think it's not even. I think they're hacking each other's phones. One one guy goes to the bathroom. They take out a show and they're sending the activation signal. Someone's like, "Who fucking touched my shooter? Who touched my shooter?" They're like, I don't know, dude. It's like falling asleep at the party first, and you get sharpie on your face. It's like fucking cock, and it's like, dude, welcome, welcome to the agency. You're one of the boys now. You're like, fuck, like, 
You like remember Bill? Yeah, Bill's guy. Yeah. That was Stephen Paddock. He's like, yeah, they got Paddock. He shot fifty nine people. They're like, dude, I had to fucking clean. I had to clean the bathrooms for a month. They're like, welcome to the agency, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that That's, is so. Right, I'm not even joking. Write this down. This Don't let anyone steal idea. this. We're gonna. Yeah. It, <laughs> just just one YouTube video. Okay. Yeah, dude, I'll I'll do it. We'll um, produce it. I, I'll I'll do it. I'll I'll make some black comedy with you. Fuck if I care. Um, I've already lost. Yeah, no, that's how it is. I fucking pull up Rumble and I'm like, I'm I'm down to four subscribers and I'm like, oh, the show is really taking us south. Um, yeah, man. (laughs) I'm sorry. I told you about that, man. I don't give a fuck, dude. I don't. I don't give a shit. I fucking. My only concern is that I didn't get that fucking trend. I wish the shooter called in here first and before you went on the fucking. If you're gonna shoot, call into the podcast first. Let's plug the merch. Maybe we gotta start getting one of them trans kids take him under our wing and really do this right maybe we probably need to in get a couple years time get him to shoot i think we need to get in the agency. lord we know what to do i could get a trans shooter i i could probably dude like name that tune i bet i could get a trans mass shooter in in four months i bet you could get him in an hour you go up to him with a gun and say the patriarchy doesn't like shooting so just fucking all right yeah, but I want to get like I, I don't want to just cheat my way out. Like I want to get in their head. I bet it's I bet it's not even that satisfying. They're so fucking nuts. You're like, here's a gun. I bet, and they just walk into a store and start shooting. You're like, oh, that's it's like sleeping with a yeah, prostitute. You're like, there's that doesn't even feel like I want anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, the real psyop would be if you could get them to trans transition back and then start a nuclear family. That's the real fucking psyop. That's going to happen naturally. A lot of them are detransitioning, but they're, unfortunately, they're sterilized. Well, not unfortunately. I'm I mean, glad they're sterilized. I mean, that's funny. A lot of them are detransitioning, and then they're like, oh, shit, man, I sh- maybe those conservatives weren't wrong. Maybe I should have just made my own fucking cheese in the I, acre with my wife. I think that... It's not so bad. I think that <laughs> back to the... And then we'll wrap it up. I know you got to go. It's back to the rebellion yeah, against your parents. This all implies that by 2030... We're going to make Gordon Gecko look like a pussy. The next generation is just going to be fucking pinstripe suits, gold Lamborghinis, fucking we got to go bomb the Middle East. You know, if you don't like girls, fuck you. I think we're going back to such like total 1980s Chad frat Wall Street that it's actually it's going to be disturbing. Like we're going to be like, this is bad. I was disturbed the first time because I was young and I was a liberal pussy. But now I'm all, dude, let's go. I want... Fuck Gordon Gecko. I want Patrick fucking Bateman. Dude. Yes. I want fucking full on feed me cat to the ATM. Fuck machine. yeah. Put the I, gun like against the ATM. Posse. Yeah. I want Fuck all... the nail gun. I mean, that's how you go on a date. And you're right. Guys on Tinder just with the nail gun. Yeah. Just that's fucking show up with a chainsaw. Just show up with a chainsaw and then just put a head in the covered in plastic. Dude, there's a fucking. <laughs> hey, Paul. Here, here's go. this, you tranny was... fuck. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll finish on this. I did see a great Patrick Bateman meme, and it's Bateman going, uh, "Being fat is being fit phobic. Do better." So yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's do it again. That was fun as fuck, guys. Jake Bar, thank you so much, everybody. Recording much love. Take care. Peace.